0: My census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. A
1: hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as
2: putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended.
1: Hey, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day. you want the gig then remember you wanted this
2: welcome to screen perspectives a podcast produced by the Pittsburgh Film Office to share how people build successful careers in the screen industry be it film TV streaming etc screen perspectives was born out of many conversations with industry professionals sometimes over dinner sometimes over drinks and a lot of times driving around looking at the wonderful diversity of locations in the southwestern Pennsylvania region Thousands of people make their living in the film, TV, streaming business, which is nationally an over $28 billion a year industry. Locally, it's responsible for over $150 million in new money to the southwestern Pennsylvania region's economy. There really is no direct pathway to success in this industry. It's a lot of hard work, networking, and you have to account for a little bit of luck to be successful. The Pittsburgh Film Office is excited to share these amazing individuals' stories with you so you can learn how they did it and determine your best path forward. Screen Perspectives is hosted by me, Don Keiser, director of the Pittsburgh Film Office, and the incredible Kevin Smith, screenwriter and screenwriting instructor at the University of Pittsburgh. Thank you for joining us. Our guest on today's podcast is groundbreaking film director, screenwriter, producer, and actor Lloyd Kaufman the co-founder of Troma Entertainment Film Studio, and the director of many of their feature films, such as the cult classic, The Toxic Avenger, and Tromeo and Juliet. Many of the strategies employed by Lloyd at Troma have been credited with making the film industry significantly more accessible and decentralized. The Museum of Modern Art selected Lloyd Kaufman's Return to Nukem High Volume 1 as part of its prestigious Contender series a collection of influential, innovative films made in the past 12 months that are believed will stand the test of time, honoring Lloyd Kaufman along with fellow directors, David Lynch, the Cohen brothers, and Sofia Coppola. The man known as Uncle Lloyd has single-handedly created the American horror film noir. Lloyd's other claim to fame is his amazing wife, Pat Kaufman, who's currently the City of New York Film Commissioner in the mayor's office. Both Pat and Lloyd have been longtime friends of mine, and I'm thrilled to share Lloyd with our listeners and for you all get to hear the story and how amazing they all are. So welcome, Lloyd. We're happy you're here today.
1: I want to take us back to uh, squeeze play, which was right around
0: 1979. What year a squeeze play? It was fantastic. Primo. It was good. You know,
1: next time I think I'll even bring my wife.
0: <laughs> get a date, get a hit, and see squeeze play. It's seven innings of Animal House and Meatballs in the wildest movie of the year. Squeeze play is fun. fun, cars, and bars. The New York Daily News calls squeeze play a saucy, spicy, rollicking comedy. Please play. It's the world series of laughs coming soon. I think we shot it probably uh, uh, right after Rocky.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's right. So right around seventy-seven, seventy-nine. 79. 7, uh, yeah. Around. Yeah. Something um, like that. The, that really had such a great response. Was that a, a response that you anticipated because it became such a popular film for obviously for a number of unique reasons and fun reasons. But did you anticipate that in any way, shape or form?
0: Well, I was uh, uh, lucky enough to be involved in producing Cry Uncle, which was the film uh, that uh, John Avilson directed mm-hmm. prior to uh, Rocky yes. and Cry Uncle. We made money, uh, I only had a little piece of it, but I made a lot of money. So um, and uh, and uh, we had fun because Cry Uncle got banned in a few places, and uh, the, Lee Hessel put the footage back. He was the financier who who was nice enough to uh, let John Avelson take a, a crappy, pulpy uh, paperback book and make it uh, with uh, uh, Alan Garfield. Uh, Alan Garfield and a uh, very strange, uh, tall woman.
1: Before we jump in the squeeze play and all the, the you know, the uh, Schwartz, the brave detective, all these other things. I wanted to ah, ask, I wanted to ask,
0: the, brave detective, Schwartz.
1: Okay. <laughs> the worst film ever made. Uh, no, no, uh, Ishtar. Yes, um, it is. That, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this. Your first love, correct me if I'm wrong, but was musicals. Uh, well, uh, Pat was, my wife uh, comes first, right. but, uh, but yeah,
0: I was a theater buff as a child, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I you... very much enjoyed musicals and uh, regret that uh, there aren't more musicals like Shucked, Shucked is very good, it's a new mm-hmm. one, it actually has songs that uh, you can kind of sing as you're leaving the theater.
2: history, it's breaking jump into the first Thanksgiving.
1: the it's turkey ready. slipped into a tryptophanic haze with leftovers for days. So your superhuman mop boy, uh, yes. Melvin, uh, from New Jersey, right? Uh, uh, new boy from New Jersey. Uh, my my question. Up until that time, we'll talk about some of the things prior to that. But you were doing a certain specific genre. What made you pivot to do a film noir that had a superhuman mop boy? Like, what what made good, you decide? Okay, this is the route we're going to go.
0: We we were making um, raunchy comedies, uh, Squeeze Play, which was about a woman's softball team, that uh, undercurrent of which was the ERA and uh, women's rights. Uh, but it's funny and sexy. And uh, um, actually, Janet Maislin gave it a good review, but it was definitely raunchy. Uh, a Waitress, uh, Stuck on You, the first turn on. And um, the, uh, we were having a good time. And then the studios started to make the same kinds of music, of movies, porkies uh, kind of thing. And uh, they were cheating. They were using good actors and good scripts. So uh, we had to uh, pivot. And uh, Michael Hers had read a headline in Variety saying that, uh, it may not have been Variety, it was in some studio rag, Uh, that um, said uh, horror films are no longer commercial. So we uh, did as we do. uh, When the experts say one thing, we do the other. And uh, he (laughs) said, let's do a horror film. And uh, again, I can talk for an hour on on how Toxie was formulated. But uh, the idea was uh, a big fan of Frankenstein. And uh, I always wanted the, the monster to live. And um, my my beautiful wife, the now the New York City Film Commissioner, uh, and New York State Film Commissioner, appointed by four governors, Democratic and Republican, over 20 years, um, she and I used to camp out a lot. Everywhere we went, there was trash, plastic, non-biodegradable McDonald's stuff. Uh, before uh, uh, Al Gore invented the... Uh, the internet and uh, <laughs> took away the fuel of the uh, Nobel Peace Prize from the other two scientists. But um, in any event, uh, uh, so uh, that was on my mind a lot, and uh, and uh, we wanted the monster to live. We didn't want the monster to die.
2: And you can tell all your scum friends that things are going to change in this town. I'm not just another pretty face. Oh! Well,
1: Melvin, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful person. You're so muscular. It's been two years since I've touched a man.
0: You fat slob, let's see if you have any guts.
1: <laughs> Officer O'Clancy? Take care of this toxic waste. Uh, see, there you go. Where did you come up? Did Melvin, his name, have any backstory to it?
0: Mad Magazine. Yeah, Melvin, uh, Melvin Ferd. From in fact, we used the name Melvin Ferd in in the first movie, mm-hmm. and I changed it. Uh, for, I got scared. I suddenly hit me. What the hell are you doing, Lloyd? You're gonna get sued. So we changed the name. We changed the name from Melvin to uh, uh, Melvin Junko.
1: Ah, which I got just, you. name got I made you.
0: up. But last uh, last weekend I was in Phoenix with the uh, the guy who played uh, Melvin, uh, Mark Torgo, and uh, he goes to he gets invited to festivals too, um, and uh, he's uh, he, I don't other than the trauma movies, uh, Toxie One and Two, uh, he's uh, a, a, a cuts trail edits trailers in L.A. and uh, has been one of the go-to trailer makers.
2: Well, look, Lloyd, as as we've discussed, you're a legend and I'm not gonna talk about how old you are, but you have lots of experience, which is really helpful. And we have two amazing young new graduates from the University of Pittsburgh as our producers. Oh,
1: Jenny, go ahead.
2: Yes. Thank you again so much for joining us today. It's an honor to talk to you. <laughs> Once again, I am Jenny and My question actually kind of pulls us back from a lot of the specifics. I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about the importance of both cult movies, but also independent studios. A lot of students right now really only see the importance in the bigger studios. So if you could tell us about the importance of these things, that would be lovely.
0: Uh, It's a good, uh, I've written, first of all, I've written seven books about the making of uh, trauma movies. And and, and each book is half the, the doing it the right way with uh, I've interviewed Oscar winning directors and and people like Stanley and Cronenberg and, and, and uh, George Romero, but uh, the other half is uh, just the, the trauma way. Direct your own damn movie, produce your own damn movie, make your own damn movie, sell your own damn movie. I think it's very important to see a lot of movies by uh, filmmakers who did achieve uh, freedom because. Uh, uh, not everyone can be George Lucas uh, and it's a great thing to aspire to but uh, most of the uh, mainstream uh, directors with all due respect they are hired hands and they don't they get ruined by the suits very often they make one good movie and then uh, they are uh, uh, suddenly a committee takes over and tells them how to do it and that's that started way back uh, when movies began uh, Preston Sturgis, he was the Oliver Stone of his day he made 5 huge hits in a row. And the suit still bothered him. And uh, look at Orson Welles, what happened to him after Citizen Kane. They destroyed the magnificent Ambersons. They they, uh, they never let him alone. They ruined him. Uh, and uh, there's a very good documentary on HBO or somewhere called uh, You'll Hate Me When I'm Dead. It's terrific. It, it uh, chronicles uh, Wells's uh, last film, which is which was finished by uh, people who worked for him, by Gary Graver as uh, cinematographer uh, later in life, and uh, it's uh, you see that Wells was totally independent. It no matter what he wanted to do, what he wanted to do, and um, you you really uh, either get inspired or you say this is nuts. I I don't want to do this. I want to I want to uh, go out to California and uh, be uh, you know, whatever. But uh, James Gunn was a, a movie nerd. Uh, he started with us. He loved trauma movies when he was in college. And um but he wanted the red carpet. He wanted the uh, the uh, big uh, studio treatment, but he got it on his own terms.
2: As a follow-up, I guess going off of So you recommend a lot of college grads, college students to watch those documentaries? Do you have any other advice for... Uh, watch here? movies. Yeah,
0: watch movies. Watch Turner Classics. Uh, watch uh, Todd Browning's silent movies. They're all accessible. Uh, not to mention Chaplin, Keaton, Harold Lloyd, uh, uh, and Stan Brakhage, the uh, most uh, important visual artist of my lifetime. Uh, experimental, living in... Uh, you know, watch a lot of movies. Read uh, von Sternberg, Joseph von Sternberg's... Uh, uh, um, autobiography: Fun in a Chinese Laundry, or or Chaplin's uh, My Autobiography, or or Preston Sturgis's uh, Between the Flops. I mean, they're wonderful, and and they're, uh, they're Frank Capra, the name above the the title. You see how he gets more and more bitter because he he started to get grey listed, you know, almost blacklisted, and uh, and in spite of his uh, track record, uh, he was uh, again being kind of brought down by the uh, mediocre studio people. So uh, it's very hard to, to, to have creative freedom. And, and uh, uh, I've traded uh, creative freedom, freedom uh, for um, fame and fortune. And I'm unable to, uh, to uh, nor my brother too, who was much more talented than I. He made Mother's Day, which is Eli Roth's favorite horror film.
2: Hey, if you're free for the weekend, there's a lot going on. This is New York. Free for the weekend? Free for the weekend? Free for the weekend? I'll never be free as long as I'm a black
0: man in America. You also have to be a bit of a creep. Not James Gunn or Eli Eli Roth, but people like Abel Farrar. He's he's 100% creep. And uh, there are a lot of these creeps. In fact, some of them are getting kicked out because of uh, what they do. Uh, You know, the uh, groping people and beating up people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James is the best person you'll ever meet. Eli Roth's the best person. They're the nicest people. That if you met them, they would encourage you, Jill, uh, and they'd they'd help you. Uh, you know, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone too. They were great. They were, They found trauma amusing too. They they uh, came to us. We were the first stop on the trip, and my partner Michael Hurst. Well, they hadn't finished the movie. That was the other thing and michael told them we'll go to the rich companies and see if you can get a pile of money and then we became the last nobody understood cannibal the musical and um and it's a musical about cannibal a kind of toxic avenger meets uh, meets oklahoma
2: oh hello uh,
1: could you tell us how much further it is to provo we have to get some supplies for our big trip into the rocky mountains
2: <laughs> you'll never come back again it's got a curse on it provo the Rocky Mountains, I gotta warn you, you're doomed, doomed,
1: Doom. You're doomed, doomed.
0: Turn back while you still can. You're doomed. You're all doomed. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, it's hilarious. Uh, you got it's really one of our best uh, uh, movies, and like uh, we can't take really any credit for it other than helping those guys. But they're the nicest people. They're the kindest, uh, the soft-hearted, uh, lovely, lovely people, and for obviously uh, geniuses. South Park gets better and better and better, and their puppet movie is as uh, terrific, and uh, they're, they're great. So uh, you know the people at the. The top of the mainstream and not all uh, you know there's a very small percentage of people who are the best people in the world
1: you've been listening to episode 10 of scream perspectives screen perspectives is hosted by don keiser and kevin smith produced and engineered by max glider isaiah stewart and jennifer booker music by isaiah stewart Screen Perspectives is a production of the Pittsburgh Film Office.